This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and this is the Player Rating Show. Joining me right now is Mike Gregg. In this episode, we'll be discussing the performances of the Fulham players against Wolves. As always, I use the player ratings from Ryan O'Donovan as our base for the show, and Mike will be sharing his thoughts on what Ryan shared and obviously giving his ratings as well. We have much to talk about. Before I do anything, I have to welcome my co-host back to the show, Mr. Greg. How you doing? Yeah, hi, Russ. Yeah, doing well. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone who's uh, listening. Um, apologies first. I've got a bit of a Christmas cold and a cough, but hopefully it won't uh, deter from the show. So I might sound a, a bit nasally today. <laughs> That's okay, Mike. And I'm glad that you mentioned this, and I should have mentioned it at the start of the show. Merry Christmas to everyone and Happy New Year. It's great to uh, be talking to you, as always, about Fulham. And before we get into the player ratings, I just want to get your overall view of the match on Boxing Day and what you took away from it. Well, I thought, um, I thought you know, we deserved a, deserved a win, really. Uh, so it's disappointing to come away with a draw. But um, I thought first half we were by far the better team. Second half, Wolves came out. And they were the better side second half, even though we did take the lead. And um, but we just couldn't uh, see the game out at 1-0. And at 1-1, we saw our chances to win. I, I never really felt under too much danger from Wolves throughout the game. Um, uh, but we just couldn't get that second goal. And yep. uh, But there was, <clears throat> there were signs that things that Ranieri's trying to... Uh, get the team to do um, that they're now putting in place. And uh, there was obviously a few talking points from the game as well, uh, you know, with uh, Tom and uh, a couple of other bits and pieces. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – I can't wait. Yeah, at this point, he didn't get a win, but it's another point, another step down the road to uh, 
what Ranieri's looking to uh, try and install in the team and um, uh, more positives than negatives. And so if you can come away from a game like that, then, uh, you know, we're on the right track. Excellent, Mike. Listen, I want to ask you this. Leaving the ground, what was the mood like? Fans feel like it was two points dropped or were they happy with getting something out of this? I'm curious what the mood was like. I think, yeah, the mood was, it was disappointment that with, with uh, let them get back in the game and um, and disappointed we didn't get that second goal. But uh, a little bit of resignation, you know, we've seen it happen a lot recently where, yep. um, you know, we've let in late goals. So uh, I think it was an acceptance that, you know, a point's a point and we'll take it. But um, so, yeah, I suppose generally, yeah, disappointing. You need, we wanted three points, I suppose. As long as we get the three points against Huddersfield, then, you know, this week won't have been that bad. True. Very true, Mike. Excellent point there. All right. Let's get into the player rating show. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I use the player ratings from Rhino Donovan in his commentary. And then I go to you and get your thoughts on what he shared. And obviously, I want your commentary and rating. So let's start right off the bat with Sergio Rico. Ryan O'Donovan gives him a six, and this is what he wrote on Football.London. Had a decent game with not much to do. Did well coming out for crosses into his area. Okay, Mike, do you agree or disagree with Ryan O'Donovan's rating for Rico? Well, I've had a look at Ryan's marks throughout the team, and I think I'm just marking slightly higher, which probably means I think our performance was better than than he feels. But uh, with Rico, I gave him actually a seven. I thought he did uh, he did well with what he had to do. There's question marks over the goal, maybe, but I thought he uh, made the saves when he had to and, and and came out and punched a few times. I thought his uh, distribution was was fairly good. Um, he's certainly being asked to, uh, you know, kick the ball or, or get rid of it quicker. I mean, there were a couple of times towards the end of the, the game where Mitro was up there on his own and he, he got it to him, and which led to one of those chances. So, you know, overall, yeah, 7 out of 10, I thought it was a solid performance by him. Okay, excellent. Let's move on to Cyrus Christie. Ryan gives him a 7, and this is what he wrote. A good first half from the Irishman who got himself into some good positions going forward down the right was forced to put in a real defensive shift in the second half where he did well. Okay. Agree or disagree with the rating for seven, Mike? Uh, I actually gave Christie six and a half, which for me is the sort of the base level of the team sure. on uh, the other day. So he did okay. He did his job. I mean, I thought our formation, you could argue whether it's three at the back, five at the back, four in midfield, whatever way you want to do it. But, the way we played, it was almost like a flat back five. So Christie was basically playing that right back role. He got more advanced than um, Brian, but uh, certainly second half, he had to show his defensive capabilities a bit more. And um, unfortunately for the goal, he got a little bit sucked forward. Um, so it could be argued he should have kept an eye on the guy behind. He was coming back on the pitch, but again, that could be a doy's, you know, a job sure. as well. So I thought he did well. I still think Christie has this habit, very similar to Fredericks when he first came, which is in the last 10 to 15 minutes, he begins to lose concentration. Maybe it's a fitness stamina issue, um, but you just see him slightly just switch off as he gets more tired. So that is a concern. But um, no, he's. Um, 
he's, he's doing a steady job at the moment and uh, with it looking like Menster's going to go, it'd be interesting to see whether he's one of the players they look to, uh, one of the positions they look to bring in. But I think that wing-back sort of defensive role is his best position for us. Okay, Mike. Right back to you talking about Christie. This is something we talked about on the post-match show. I believe Alec Coben brought this up, so I'm going to ask you this question. He was talking about the yellow card that Christie got in the first half, and we had a discussion that maybe it affected his play in the second half. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I don't think it did. But what I would say about that was is it was very silly of Christie to uh, to race in like he did. And um, yeah, I've seen him do it a couple of times. He, which is good. You want to support your players and, and defend them. But uh, he needs to – there's a bigger picture. You can't afford to uh, – you know, get yourself in trouble and uh, and leave the team short. So uh, yeah, he just needs to rein that in just a little bit. But uh, I don't think it affected him second half. I didn't see him sort of pulling out or anything like that. Okay, excellent, Mike. All right, let's move on. Let's now talk about Joe Bryan. You just uh, referenced him. Ryan O'Donovan gives him a six. This is what he wrote. Decent performance of left back from Bryan, who seemed to concentrate more on the defensive side of the game rather than getting down the wing. I actually very much agree with him on that. It's something that I actually uh, on a future show, Mike, I want to talk to you a little bit more about. Thoughts on Brian on the six, and uh, what would you give him? Yeah, Brian was um, – actually, I gave, I gave him a six and a half as well. Again, very steady. Didn't get a nosebleed by going over the halfway line. He just sort of – he did play that very def- defensive uh, – Role. If you look at the average positions, Christie was the one who was slightly getting forward more. Um, maybe that had more to do with uh, either Kamara going more inside, so that gave him a bit more room. I'm not sure, but um, uh, no, he did. He did an okay job. Disappointing for the goal, I thought. But um, yep. overall, Brian is the player I saw who first came into the team, and I still scratch my head to see why Slab dropped him. Um, after three games, and uh, you know he should have been there permanently on the on the left side instead of Marchand for me. Um, he's he's the better player, I think. Okay, excellent, Mike. All right, let's now move on and let's talk about Dennis Adoy. Ryan gives him a six, and this is what he wrote: a good showing at the back despite going up against the pack. Triority was handed a different test in the form of Ivan Cavallero in the second half, but he coped with the challenge well. Thoughts on a six from Ryan with Dennis Adoy. Agree or disagree? Yeah, actually, I've gone with the same with uh, the other guy. So I've gone with six and a half. I thought he was he was solid. Thinking about it, really, it should be a six. <laughs> um, he, he did okay, very steady. Um, but he's still prone to those madcap things. And there was an instant before their goal where he went on a, a run forward um, from centre-back, which left us a bit exposed. If he could just, you know, the job at the moment is defending, concentrate on defence. I know it opened up for him, but really he should be looking to give it to someone else and and, and not look for the heroic stuff like that. I'd also criticise him slightly for the goal. Uh, Calvera, he went off the pitch. Christie had to go forward to pick his man up. If you look at the replays, the only player, the nearest player to Adoy is Chambers right in front of him, so he's not marking anyone. He's he's in his positional space, correct. But he should have realised that guy was... He'd been pushed off the pitch by him, and so he should realise he's going to come back on, 
and he was slow to get to him for the cross. And so I'm not going to blame him solely because you could say Brian McDonald, <laughs> you know, that we la you know, we had a defensive lapse for that guy, sure. but just feel he could have done a bit better there. Okay. But a solid performance. I'm no fan, as you know, of Bedoya at centre back. I in know my three. <laughs> In the back three, I can just about cope with it. But, okay. um, you know, he's, he's still got to behave himself. <laughs> Very good there, Mike. All right, let's move on to Alfie Mawson. Ryan O'Donovan gives him a seven, and this is what he wrote. A commanding vocal performance from Mawson, who was strong in the heart of the three-man central defensive partnership, really dominant from the 24-year-old today. I want to mention that on top of uh, what Ryan wrote, Emilio mentioned how vocal Mawson was at the match, Mike. So thoughts on the rating of a seven from Ryan and uh, your thoughts? Well, Mawson's grown into it now. Um, and, you know, he was a captain. He he doesn't need an armband. He is vocal. And it's interesting that uh, going back to the Christie incident, um, when the ref called over Mitrovic, it was, Mawson also went over to the, to the ref as well. So um, he's, I thought it was his best game for us. Um, tried a couple of his long sort of passes that he did. But overall, if a centre-back just gets on with his job and you don't notice him much, then uh, for me, that's a good performance. Very much like, you know, sort of Hughes was always the right. quiet guy next to Hanglin. Um, we're nowhere near that at the moment. But, you know, Mawson <laughs> is going about doing his job. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. So I, I actually gave him a seven and a half. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Good stuff, Mike. All right. Let's now talk about Tim Ream, and Ryan gives him a six, and this is what he wrote. He did well in the first half and made sure he was compact with both Adoy and Mawson to limit Wolves' chances. Carried that on in the second and had a good performance. Thoughts on a six from Ream? So I actually gave him a, a seven. I thought, again, it was probably his best performance of the season, and um, you didn't really know, notice him too much. There were a few more... There's a cries of Ream when he went up to win the headers or get a tackle in. So we haven't heard much of that this year. Yeah, that's good. So if you hear that, that's you know that means he's having a good game. So uh, I think with him on his natural left side, Mawson in the middle, it, it's a good balance if we're going to continue with the, the three at the back. Okay, very good there, Mike. All right, let's now go on to Calm Chambers. Ryan gives him a seven, and this is what he wrote. Strong again from Chambers and did well with breaking up play. His position was good, as was his reading of the game, which limited space in between the lines for Wolves. Thoughts on the seven from Ryan for Calvin Chambers? Yeah, I also went with a seven for Chambers. Um, I've sort of said a couple of times over the last two days online and, uh, and in conversation with people that he's doing what I consider we would call it the Sunday league job. I don't know what the equivalent is in America, but, you know, uh, Sunday league footballer, which is what I was really, yeah. just go in, run around, clear the ball, be a nuisance and, um, you know, try and stop things. And, and that's and that's what I think is all he's doing. That's all he's got to do um, with Siri next to him. And he's doing that well. But uh, I don't think it's the long-term answer. And by that, I mean the rest of the season. Um, somebody pulled me up on that on uh, Friends of Fulham when I wrote that and he, he sort of misunderstood when I say long term I'm talking about you know if, we, if we're if we starting February with Chambers 
as one of the defensive midfielders, then uh, I'm going to be disappointed. I, okay. Ideally, I want him to take Adoy's place in the back three. Go back. Um, okay. Yeah, but you know he did, he did a good job. He, you know he's doing a good job at the, at the moment, um, and it's uh, we're in a dogfight, and and he's uh, doing everything that's required of him. Okay. Right back to you because, like I mentioned about the situation with Christie with the L card, we also talked about the situation with. Chambers with the L card, and we were talking about the same thing. Did this affect him, Mike, in the second half? Your thoughts? I think it affected him only in the fact that he knew that if he went in again, he, he was in trouble. I thought he was quite lucky not to get a red. Totally agree. Uh, when I first saw it, and, and I haven't changed my mind. Um, but, you know, that's what he's there for uh, in some ways. It's not pretty at all. Um, and he had he does have a little bit of a nasty streak in him um but uh yeah he, i thought the midfielders in the first half and the second half that wasn't our game you know we let the, the game bypass both of those guys and um they were there just filling the space in if you like sure. uh, while when wolves had the ball and um so it's a thankless job but uh you know he, he's certainly contributing to it okay excellent mike all right, we have a couple of polarizing players coming up. I'm going to start first with John Michael Seri. He got a seven, and this was what Ryan wrote. Quiet first half, but showed a few nice passes in a congested midfield to find his forwards. It was one of his better performances for Fulham as he looked to pull the strings from the middle. Seven, again, from Ryan. Your thoughts? Um, well, I gave him a six and a half because the first half, as I said, it bypassed everyone. Although when you look at the stats for when, because someone questioned me on this, Siri actually, up to when he went off, had the ball more than any other Fulham player. So, you know, even though we never had the ball much, I think we made about 250 odd passes, he was still involved as, as more than anyone else. But I thought he was very uh, disciplined uh, the other day. You know, he kept his position next to Chambers, uh, harassed, didn't do anything spectacular, had a couple of nice little passes. Um, but it was it was it was nice to read some comments and hear some comments that, you know, Siri and then also Kamara. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say they're winning people over, but they're showing that, you know, they're not rubbish and they're not useless and they shouldn't be playing. You know, they, they're doing a job for us at the moment. And, and that's what Siri did the other day. Yeah. And when he goes off, Siri, we seem to lose something, and we saw that the other day as well. That's a very good point. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Mike. All right, here's the other polarizing player that I want to get your thoughts on. You already mentioned him, Abubakar Kamara. Ryan gives him a seven, and this is what he wrote about his performance. A really strong first 45 from Kamara. Wolves couldn't handle his speed while he produced some nice pieces of football with his back to goal. Didn't have quite the impact in the second but this was one of his best performances in the Premier League. Pretty good praise there from Ryan O'Donovan for Abubakar Kamara. Your thoughts on his rating of a seven, and what would you give him? Yeah, I, I gave him seven and a half. I thought it was a good performance, uh, certainly first half. But I thought that those front three pretty much left to themselves in the first half. And they inter him and Scherler interchanged. They swapped wings. They linked up well. All three of them had shots and, uh, you know, it was almost seven defenders and, and lead the three up front to 
play against the three uh, Wolves defenders and they were scared of him. And, so, and, and that's what he brings to the team, that pace. When he went off and even when Schurler went off, even though he was you know, replaced by Cess, you the team then suddenly became very pedestrian. Where, you know, we just never had those kind of breaks again. And uh, Kamara's reaction when he was actually subbed, I mean, the guy was gutted, but he'd, he'd run himself yeah. into the ground and... Uh, you know, but he just wants he wants to play football, which is great. Um, but he also wants the team to do well. And he, he wants to do well. And what mm. I liked, one of the things that I haven't seen anyone comment on is that every substitution, when the player went off, the manager, you know, hugged them. They high-fived everyone on the bench, all the substitutes. all the, That shows there's a team spirit there. And That's um, a great point, Mike. Thanks know, for sharing that. Go ahead. Spirit. Yeah, no, it's nice to see as well. And... Um, you know, I'm glad Kamara's winning people over. I absolutely am because he, he offers us something that we, we haven't got elsewhere in the team. I'm there with you, Mike. It's funny because I can't tell you how many times I've talked about Kamara and when I go on social media, on websites, there's so much talk about Kamara. It's crazy. I could do probably a week of shows about Abubakar Kamara. That's how much people talk about him. So, I do like that he is starting to win over some fans. I see his value now. I truly do. I don't think he's ever going to be a goal scorer. I hope he can prove me wrong someday. But I think he offers something that Fulham need right now, and that's power and pace, and he showed it in this match. So I'm glad that you obviously see that as well, my friend. Let's move on. Let's talk about another player. Andre Schurla. Ryan O'Donovan gives him a six, and this is what he wrote. Better from the German who got on the ball a lot and linked up well with the other two frontmen. Faded massively in the second half and was replaced in the 66th minute. All right, Mike. Agree or disagree with the six for Andre Sherla? Well, I'm going to give him a six and a half, actually, because um, I thought he was really good first half. He's, Ryan is right. Second half virtually disappeared and... Uh, it was a shame, but that's because Wolves were were on us more, and we and we didn't say as much second half. Um, but uh, I know he's. I think there's a and people are antagonistic towards Shirley because he's keeping seemingly keeping Sess out of the team, and so people are sort of. Uh, I think they're forced to almost write him off or give him a bad mark or. Or look at him in a negative way, and uh, but I actually, you know, first half I thought he was dangerous, uh, linked up well again. You know, all, all those front three did well. Yep. Um, he's he, he can play in a number of positions, and uh, you know, he I think he may chop and change with Sess occasionally, but um, I think Ranieri sees him as a starter, to be honest. Um, be it on the left or even on the right if Kamara goes on the bench. So, uh, you know, I think people have to get used to that he's going to play. But um, we've, we've seen he can score goals. Um, and one thing he does, he's not uh, scared of is having a shot. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he did well. He did well. But, yeah, second half, um, he went a bit backwards. Okay, excellent, Mike. Let's now talk about Mitro. Ryan gives him a seven, and this is what he wrote. Caused Wolves problems at first half, but had to take one of the chances that fell his way in that opening 45 minutes. Didn't have as many in the second half, but his presence up top still caused problems. 
couldn't agree with that anymore. He was my man of the match, Mike. Your thoughts on the 7-4 Mitra. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, well, I disagree with a seven. It should have been an, an eight because I thought okay. he was man in a match. I thought he'd led the line well. Um, I think he's reveling in being captain and having the armband. Um, I saw probably the silliest stat ever where he had the most shots in the first half of a Premier League player this week uh, or, wow. you know, this season. Um, and he, he should have... He's maybe being a bit greedy. Um but, you know, he's, 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 he's trying, to, trying to get that going. Second half, he had that, that chance near the end as well. Um, but, yeah, I just thought he, um, he he led the line so well. And be it him or Mawson as captain, I'd be quite happy. Um, I think he, we need to probably bring someone in to help... Uh, you know, take everything off. He's playing almost every minute of every game. And, you know, Kamara isn't that number nine in the middle. And we don't have another player who can do that. So uh, I think we need to bring in some support for him just to, you know, if it's, you know, take him off for the last 10, 15 minutes. Because, uh, again, he's another player who just works his socks off. Okay, excellent there, Mike. All right, let's now go to the substitutes. Let's start with Ryan Sessignon. Ryan O'Donovan gives him a seven, and this is what he wrote. Got a vital goal after coming on, after being in the right place in the right time to smash home a loose ball. We've seen this often from Session. It was great to see once again, giving Fulham the lead. Mike, I'm just going to say this before I get your rating. I think Fulham have missed Session. It was very good to see him come back and make an impact, obviously, with the goal. Your thoughts about his performance? Yeah, he did well when he came on, scored scored the goal. I mean, he, he finds space. He can almost read where the ball's going to go sometimes. I think it showed, interestingly, the difference between him and Shirley. You know, Shirley is a player who will take people on and, and run uh, at defenders, whereas Ryan, as I've said before in the past, is a he's a space finder. He, he, go, he, he runs into space looking to get the ball. Um, he doesn't have a load of tricks to beat players. So... But what he does offer is that fox-in-the-box type yes. stuff. I'm seeing more and more about he, if he can't play on the left, can he play up top You know, with Mitrovic? And, you know, we saw him try that once this year. Um, it didn't quite work. But, uh, you know, he, he's still young and, uh, you know, he's 18, but he is a talisman for us. And if we can get him in the team somewhere, um, it will be to our benefit. And, and I, I think... What we're seeing with Ranieri is every game is different. Every lineup will be different. Every formation will be different. He might pick the same 11 against Huddersfield, but it's slightly different formation. Right. So it's not Felix Bingo. You know, it might be Ranieri Bingo or whatever, but it's not only the lineup, it's the formation. I mean, when I saw the lineup the other day, I'm thinking, he can't. He's not surely going to go with three up top, you know. So I was expecting Shirley to play behind the two forwards, um, you know, or even you know maybe four, 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 two or something. But um, you know, so he if he's going to keep us guessing. Um, I think we'll see a change again for the Huddersfield game. Well, Mike, going right back to you because I think you're right about all of this, and one of the reasons why I think you're right, and I want your thoughts on this because it's a good time to talk about this is that Ranieri is a tactician. I think each and every match he's looking at the opponent 
the best formation, the best players to play against that opponent. So I think that's why we're seeing the changes. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Because, um, you know, when do you ever see 5-2-3? Or I've seen people say 3-4-3, three, three, but it, to me it wasn't. Um, sure. They had, three, they had three defenders and he went right on top of them. And, um, you know, but against Huddersfield, he might, he might change it and just go with two up top. Um, I, I do think, though, and I think he said it in one of the uh, press conferences, that the squad he has, three centre-backs is the best way forward. And, you know, I'm pleased to see that, as you know. And <laughs> I, know um, I just, yeah, I just wish Slavard continued with it because, um, yes, it's defensive in some ways, but it also can be a very attacking formation. And uh, so it, 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 it can adapt. So, um we, yeah, we're just going to have to get used to seeing these different kinds of lines. And also, sure. the other thing is the players will have to get used to having these kind of lineups as well. Right. So, you know, which I'm sure we will talk about in a minute. Um, some players are going to be put out if, because the squad was built for a certain style, a certain formation, and we are not playing that way. I hear you there, Mike. It's a good point, and that's going to lead us to talk about Tom Kearney. Rhino Dovin gives him a five, and this is what he wrote. Was used out on the right again and didn't have much impact on the game, but mucked him with defensive duties. And before I go to you, I think this is my opinion that uh, he wasn't a, the right fit for this match to start, and I think that is what I got out of this. When I looked at, at the starting 11, looked at the formation, I didn't see a place for Kearney. Because I think he's wasted on the right, even though that's where he went in, Mike. So I think this is, you know, a very interesting situation on where does Kearney fit? Is it a certain formation that he fits better when Ranieri goes to a certain formation? But I understand why he did not start in this match. So your thoughts on Kearney and everything that went along with this? Well, yeah. I mean, if if he's going to play this formation uh, with sort of three, you know, one forward in the center and the two wider players, then for me, Kearney doesn't get in the team. I don't see Kearney uh, being the player to play next to Chambers just in front of our defence. Um, you know, it's just not his role. Yes, he used to pick up the ball uh, from the centre-backs or the goalkeeper, but he was never the player to sit in front of the defence. That was always McDonald or Johansson right. or both of them. So the only way he gets into a team with three centre-backs is where we play a player behind the two strikers or we play a sort of, you know, four midfielders almost with him, you know, sort of diamond maybe he might play behind one striker. But, he, you know, we know he can't do it on the right. He's not a runner. Um, so, yeah, he is going to be limited if, if we're going to chop and change formations, which we've not been used to for the last two and a half years. So, right. uh, you know, and so he will have to knuckle down, work hard, do the job that he's asked to when he comes on. Now, he came on the other day. I think I tweeted very quickly after the game that I was disappointed with him. He's 20 minutes. Yep. Um, it was on my side of the pitch. He's, you know, he's 20 yards away from us. And I have to say his body language, his, his, his facial expressions and lack of desire to to do certain stuff it was evident and it was evident to everyone who was around us and um 
this is not belittling because I've seen loads of stuff on on online as you probably right. have and some of this will have heard this is not belittling anything that he's done over the last two and a half years the goal at Wembley all of that kind of stuff but the fact is he came on and it you know you could say oh I don't want to play on the right I haven't got the captain's armband um I, I'm, I was sub and I've come on well you should come on 100% raring to go it doesn't matter where you play on the pitch the desire to run and close down not necessarily tackle if you're not a tackler you're not going to do that but you can harass and, and make yourself busy but I'm afraid there are certainly twice where we as a crowd were screaming at him to run at this guy to close right. him down and he didn't do it and and then attacking wise he should have released the ball to Christie we had a we had a break on as well and it just seems as you know, we have moved, unfortunately, in many ways from the, the very methodical, slow build-up style that we had under Jokanovic. And now it's the transition has to be quicker. Very fast, yes. Wants. It wants us to get the ball forward quicker. Not long ball, but you should be looking to play the ball quicker. And I'm afraid TC is, is seemed to still be in the mindset of, you know, give me the ball, I'll look for the right pass, give it, and and we will build up like that, and, and that's not what we're doing. So he has sure. to he has to adapt. And you know, there's been quite a bit of bad blood between people online, and, and it's sad to see because I haven't seen anyone sort of say they don't want him to succeed. We, you know, we all want him to sure, get the of team course. Fit, fit, pulling the strings. Um, but needs must at the moment. And if Ranieri sees it as, you know, he wasn't the right person to start yesterday, but it was the right person to start last game. Then so be it. We, you know, we all have to accept that the team, the club, is bigger than any one player, no matter what their achievements. And absolutely, you know, I still, Boy, I agree. still think he's got a lot, a lot to offer. And um, okay. just because you're critical of a player for their appearance, does not mean you're writing them off completely. Very good point, Mike. And I'm glad that you brought up body language. I've had people contact me that were questioning if this really happened. I didn't personally see it. That's what's great about the fact that I could talk to you about this and and talk to other people about it because obviously watching it on television, I don't see everything, and that's the reality. I see things that maybe people at the match don't see, so it kind of works both ways. But I'm glad that you mentioned this, Mike, to verify the body language situation because I've heard this from a few people. Yeah, well, you know, just as we can't, if you're in a ground, you can't see everything. You don't see all the replays and everything. Yeah. But, you know, when you're that close, and there'll be other people in the Riverside stand, for example, who who can turn around and say, well, I didn't think his body language looks wrong. But believe me, anyone sat on that side of the J.A.s <laughs> in the Johnny Ames stand yep. could see what was going on. And, and the fact that he also just ran off as well at the end, um, from your club captain is very, very disappointing. And uh, he, if that's how he's acting, because, it, you know, you don't really know. But if yeah. that's his reaction to everything, then he really needs to uh, to grow up a little bit. Okay, excellent. Mike, what would you give him for this uh, match? It, was, it wasn't on that long, but what would you give him? Uh, I, guess, yeah, I, have, uh, I, have to, I have to give him a, a four, really. Okay. Because, yeah. Okay. And real quick on K-Mac... Ryan gave him a five, and this is what he wrote. Didn't have much impact on the game after coming on. 
he wasn't on that long. Any thoughts on K-Mac? Uh, not a lot. Uh, he, he let a man go when the goal for the goal. I mean, I'm going to give him a, a four because he really didn't have much to do. I thought it was the right sub to do. I didn't think the care knew for Kamara sub was right. I, I was expecting Aite, I think, was one of the choices, or even Vieto to come on. Um, if this is about Ranieri learning lessons, then the lesson is if you're going to stick with that formation, then Kenny can't be one of the, the front three that you're going to change because it's just not his role. Okay, very good there, Mike. Great show. Thank you so much for doing this, my friend. But let's wrap up the player rating show. For my co-host, Mike Gregg, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.